Hello and welcome to All Villa, No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. And finally, it's happened. The mighty Villa are world champions, in brackets, kind of. Our very own Emmy Martinez was one of Argentina's heroes as they won the World Cup. We'll get to that in just a moment. And we'll also look ahead at Villa's big Boxing Day return against Liverpool. So, Frankie, how much do you love Emmy Martinez? If Emmy Martinez performs some comedy villainous heroics in a penalty shootout for Aston Villa to win us something like the FA Cup, I will get that man's face tattooed on my face. Um, <laughs> whichever image you want, it'll probably yeah. be like maybe the one where he takes the tro- the uh, the Golden Glove trophy and sticks it on his crotch area. I'll stick it on my face and I'll just walk around <laughs> with it forever um, because I will have seen Villa win an FA Cup. Oh my goodness, George! I mean, it's a couple of days after the World Cup final. Can you believe an Aston Villa player had such a prominent and central role in the winners of that final winning the final? Yeah, it is remarkable. I mean, the first time an Aston Villa player has played in a World Cup final and for him to have um, the impact he did, not and not just in that game, over the course of the yeah. of the entire tournament. He, and he, the Copper America trophy they won as and well. And the Copper America trophy. I mean, his... His his rise to glory has just been phenomenal. You know, taking into account he he came to England when he was still a teenager, I think. I think he was 17 when he moved from Argentina to join Arsenal. And then spending the next decade, basically, on loan at clubs like Oxford and um, Reading. And then spent spent a spell in Wolverhampton and, and Getafe, I think it was. Um, and then really... Yeah. Only getting into the Arsenal first team after all that time because of a injury to Burnt Leno, mm. um, and then obviously putting in some some very good performances. I think notably against the um, in the in the FA Cup final for Arsenal, helping them win the FA Cup. And then yeah. after all that, Mikel Arteta still sort of thinking it's sort of neck and neck between him and Leno. And then Martinez saying, right, quite rightly, you know, I need to be playing first team football. And thank God. We moved in to, to take him to Villa Park, and then his his just his rise has just just carried on. It's 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 phenomenal. I don't I can't. I'm trying to think of a player who's had such a such a meteoric rise in such a short space of time, and to do it so relatively late in his career. Right? I know he's a goalkeeper, and they tend to be late bloomers anyway. But mm. to do it at the age of you know twenty, really twenty seven, twenty eight, late twenties, yeah. really his yeah. career starting. In the, it's uh, very late. Yeah, it's it really is, late. It is. It is remarkable, but. Yeah, if we talk about that final, really, that it it, it really comes down to that save at the very end, doesn't it? Unbelievable. Yeah. That that save from Colo Moani, I watched it in a pub. Uh, the la- you know, it was the last second. And that was one of the most exciting 60 seconds of football I've ever seen, where Colo Moani took the shot, Martinez saved it, and went up the other end, and then mm. Lautaro Martinez headed it wide. He's had but, a dreadful World Cup, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, uh, like the, the other Martinez on the well, other end of the Martinez spectrum. Yeah, he was like when Torres won the World Cup with Spain that one year, and he was terrible throughout the tournament, but Spain still won it. But that save from, from Martinez, when the ball bounced over to Moani, I genuinely sat there and was like, just time froze. I thought, this mm. is it. This is it. Oh, my God. And then... To save it, like it's it's quite rare I see a save where I genuinely am just awestruck and I mm. like gasp or like yell, like what have I just witnessed? That was absolutely unbelievable. Like it was, you know, um, it was Moani. I think didn't do a lot wrong. I no. think it, I think he 
he hit it hard, true, firm, on target. And I think most keepers probably wouldn't have saved that. And if you watch it back, it's the speed at which he hits it and that Martinez gets his leg out. It's just, it's it's truly an iconic moment. Not just in, you know, uh, in that World Cup itself, but I think in probably Argentinian football history. And I mean, my God, I mean, they've got some serious iconic imagery going on, you know, with the great players they've produced, but that was just incredible. And then as soon as he made that save, you just sensed like, when it gets to the penalty shootout, you thought, this is the man who knows how to win penalties, isn't it? He did it against the Netherlands. He did it against Colombia at Copa America. And the absolute (laughs) shithousery from that (laughs) man. astonishing, I mean, I was like, in the pub I was in, almost everyone was supporting France, and I was like very Argentina because yeah. look, I said it before and I said it again. Me and you both predicted Argentina to win the World Cup. We did. I listened back and you 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 said it outright. Um, I did think later on in the tournament France probably had the squad to do it, but I, but to see them, you know, get to that shootout and then uh, Martinez to make the save he did from uh, Kingsley Coman and then mm. run off cheering. I jumped up going like yeah like properly cheering as if it was Aston Villa you know because he is a Villa player ultimately and I think the excitement of having a Villa player having such a prominent role you know whatever happens to him in Martinez now maybe he'll go off you know one you know that's all the top clubs in the world if they need a goalkeeper I mean top of your list is probably Emmy Martinez really Um, so you know I'm not naive to the fact that a team like Man United have a lot of money going and probably need a new keeper because I'd say De Gea's on the wane. Uh, I'm not naive to the fact that, you know, one of the big clubs in Europe, you know, Manuel Neuer's just broken his leg at Bayern Munich. But at some point we might start hearing lots of transfer links. But the fact of the matter is that when Emi Martinez did what he did for Argentina and helped Lionel Messi, you know, finally overcome this curse he had of not winning trophies for... Um, uh, with the national team and Argentina themselves not winning trophies for a good three decades. Um, he did all that when he was an Aston Villa player. He was a, he was a Villa player and he, you know, he's done a lot, I think to put us even more, you know, on a global scale, you know, lots of Argentinians know better about Aston Villa, I'd say because of Emmy Martinez and you could argue Emmy Buendia as well. Um, so yeah, I think he's, it's, it's great. And, you know, a lot of people don't like the, uh, the, the shithousery he does. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people probably won't be pleased with that gesture he did with the Golden Glove, but I don't yeah. care. I I I love it. I, I, in all honesty, I love having a player who wants to win as much as he does. And for years, Villa have been a team that we lose to Man United, we lose to Tottenham all the time. We lose, if we turn up to games and we start, you know, playing in a way where we're not just going to like roll over and lose, we actually go to Old Trafford and when they miss a penalty, we dance in front of the Stratford end like Emmy Martinez does. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I kind of like it. If I, and if teams do it to us, I don't like it. But the fact that Emmy Martinez is one of ours, I like it. Well, the, well, well, we've we've touched on this in previous podcasts about us being a bit soft and a bit too nice, and and um, and you know. Emmy Martinez sort of changes a script, doesn't he? Really, because because yeah. he does do these sorts of things, and he and he and he does wind people up, and and that's part of his kind of mo. It's also a very Argentinian thing. I mean, if you think back to Maradona, you know, Maradona was fueled by by inciting kind of aggression towards him. Do you know what Gre- I mean? Grievance, of... almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like that a, was that was. Part I read of, that, that in an article about it about how it helps 
you know they have to suffer in some way in Argentinian yeah, football. Abs- yeah. Abs- ab- yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they 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 want to they want to sort of cultivate an us against them uh, mentality. That's that's how, that's how they perform. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is slightly off tangent, but but you know, Messi is not like that at all. I mean, I, I watched this documentary about Messi actually the other day after mm. the World Cup, which was done a couple of years ago, and. Um, and yeah, the difference between Messi and Maradona is quite interesting in terms of their personalities. Maradona loves that fight. He just wanted to get and go in and fight the opposition, whereas Messi wants a, wants a cooperative. He wants a, a, a squad of players around him that can help Argentina uh, win things, which is obviously what they had this time around. But Martinez does have that Maradona factor where he loves to kind of wind people up. That's, mm. that's, how, he, that's how he operates. That's how he gets his power. It's like, you know... You know um, Samson's long hair or whatever Samson Morgan Samson's long <laughs> yeah, hair um yeah. it's it, it's it's part of what he you know what he needs his fuel so um it's as he's yeah it's it, it's great we don't really have other players that do that I think to have a different um kind of personality in the dressing room mm. is is great um and another thing you know he, he'll come back to Villa Park as this sort of shining beacon to oh. everybody else in yeah. the dressing room like you know five years ago i was playing you know what was it was it cassam road cassam park oxford united's ground yeah, or whatever yeah. and and you know here, here i am lifting uh, lifting the world cup and winning the golden glove and winning the copper america all in the space of a couple of years it can be done and, and you know mm. he's, he's, he's an incredible message really to everybody else at, at villa park so um so it's 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 amazing i mean you, you were talking about the potential for him to move elsewhere and, and obviously we, we've all been through you know the Grealish saga where we were hoping he wouldn't go and, and obviously he, he he does and and the pull and attraction of a massive club is is obviously very very strong mm. he's uh 30 31 now so um so he'll you know he he he, he might well want to, to 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 move on to a to a bigger club particularly off the back of this this world cup but you know he signed a five-year contract very recently exactly um, yeah, and 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 you know if he if he was going to go, I wouldn't begrudge him, obviously. Um, and and we, you know, we hold the cards again. You know, it's if 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 a club yeah. were to come in for him, it would cost a, a ludicrous amount of money, um, to be honest. So, oh, look, so that, yeah, that's the thing. I think we have to take an example from Tottenham. You know, like Daniel Levy has never just you know rolled over and let you know clubs come in and take Tottenham's players, which is you know. I think Levy probably has a lot of um, there's a lot of things you could criticize him for at Tottenham at times, but one thing he has done is is be like very difficult to negotiate with in a sense, and for that reason, I think Tottenham have been able to hold on to a lot of their better players and have been able to um, break into that top four. And ten years ago, you'd have said that about Tottenham and laughed. You'd have laughed at the thought of Tottenham being like a, a team that competes for Premier League titles. Mm. There's no reason Aston Villa can't be a team that does what Tottenham did. And look, we have the, we have the money. As you say, Amy Martinez has signed the contract. He seems like he's genuinely really uh, loves Villa. He's very grateful to Aston Villa for you know us effectively giving him the platform to be a starting goalkeeper. And because of that, he got picked for Argentina. And because of that, so much of what happened with uh, his success with Argentina and Argentina's own success is because, you know, a lot of it comes down to the fact that Aston Villa were willing to give him give Martinez that chance. Can and I just say as well, there's been a lot of revisionist history on Twitter from Arsenal fans oh. who were sort of almost taking credit for their oh, club making please. Martinez. Not, if anything, they wasted, wasted 10 years t- of his career. Wasted him. <laughs> Argentina could have been winning trophies five years ago if they hadn't done that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, and that's the thing. Like, And I hope that 
we look at Martinez. I'm hopeful there's going to be a banner for him. I, I really hope there's a banner on the whole ten. I think he deserves it for what he's done at Villa and for what he's achieved winning the World Cup to show our appreciation for what he he is, his his amazing achievement of winning the World Cup. Um, I hope there's a banner. I I absolutely love him. I love watching him play. When we played Brighton just before, you know, beat Brighton and when he went to pretend to catch the ball in front of the Brighton fans and just let it go out of play, that sort of thing made me absolutely laugh in hysterics. And every time I hear the opposition fans booing him, I just feel like I'm watching a wrestling villain I can't not love. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. it's amazing. It's like um, Shawn Michaels. He's yeah. just, he's just, he's just, yeah, he's, he's, he's very entertaining. And when the ball comes near him, you know, you can't take your eyes off him. And, and not just the theatrics and, and, and all the rest of it, the shithousery that he does. It, it just even in the way he sort of plays as a goalkeeper, he's, he's, yeah. the saves he makes is theater, isn't it? Really? Yeah. You know, you know, the fact he can, you can get into these positions and make these astonishing th- saves. You know, the, the the save against Brighton, was it last season or two seasons ago, where he was full stretch and there's like this yeah. iconic shot of him, you know, horizontal across the goal, making yeah. a save. Um, you know, it, he's, he's just got this incredible way about him as a goalkeeper. And I, and I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make this sort of grand comparisons, but he does remind me of Peter Schmeichel in terms of yeah, his shot-stopping ability, his eccentricity, his sort of shithousery and his, his, and his size. quality. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, it's well. yeah he, he's got a bit of the Peter Schmeichel about him, more than a bit of the Peter Schmeichel about and, him. And, you know, that is, again, the Man United comparison. We all hated United for years because they were horrible to play against, yeah. you know. And in a way, like Villa, I, I wouldn't mind a bit more of that in how we play. And I think Martinez maybe embodies that. And uh, as you say, you know, we've got Unai Emery now, an absolute world-class manager. Um, got do, a lot you of money. Any, do you have any concerns about Emery obviously being at Arsenal and Martinez was there and not picking um, him. It, you know, Neil Cutler leaving as well, who I think was close to Martinez. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, yeah, you, you never quite know how that will go down. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, it, I think it's only something you could comment if you really were behind the scenes and saw it. But so far, with the, there doesn't appear to have been any kind of problem um, and they're both professionals, so I'm sure you know that's football. Coaches move all the time, and mm. players move, and you know I, I'm hopeful it will uh, not be an issue really. But you know, like like I say, I, I just hope that Villa now have a mentality where you know we lost Grealish for an insane amount of money for 100 million, but um, you know we can hold on to someone like Martinez for at least another year or you know two. And um, build around him and make him a set a focal point of the team. And, you know, we've got some great players already at the club, you know, um, and just keep improving. And hopefully, um, with a player like Martinez, we can start to win trophies in the next year or two. Like, I, I, I just, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not under any illusions that at some point he may want to go. But, you know, you can't help but think that. But uh, I just think, I don't know, hopefully Villa can become a club where that doesn't happen to us all the time. And, um you know, ultimately, the main thing is well done, Emmy Martinez. And I got to say, what did you think of that gesture with the? the... <laughs> I do find it quite amusing. I think it is. I think it is very funny. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of again, that's that's his thing. That's what he does. Um, I think he's done it with previous trophies. I think from memory. Yeah, Copper America. Yeah, the Copper America. <laughs> so you know, it's what he does. So uh, who am I to stop him? It's it's obviously part of it's part of his success. I love it that it was like you know billions of people watching. Mm. Um, you know, just uh, it just there's one thing you don't do right now. And oh, okay, 
Okay. And <laughs> I thought yesterday I'd check in and see how he was behaving on the open bus top open top bus parade. And he's got a baby Mbappe. Okay, he's got a baby Mbappe <laughs> he's holding. Um and he's and he, I think he might be a bit uh worse for wear. So I have a feeling he might not make it back in time for uh Liverpool on Boxing Day, but yeah, you never know. I don't think so. Him and him and uh, McAllister as well. Again, it's an astonishing story that a Brighton home Albion player yeah. is what great player. I so love him. Brilliant, brilliant player. And his next game is Charlton in the League Cup. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if he'll be back for that one. I don't think so. All Villa, no filler on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. So, Frankie, finally, Aston Villa resume league action against Liverpool on Boxing Day. Are you looking forward to it? I am. But if you'd said to me, like, which one of Liverpool and Villa would have a, a player that was at a World Cup final and won't be back in time, mm. you'd have probably assumed it was Liverpool. But no, no, it's mighty Aston Villa. Yeah. Um, to have a major player like Emi Martinez missing for a big game like that, Um I mean, he's not definitely missing. He might be back. Um, you know, still a few days to go. You never know. But I, I, the assumption is he won't be, uh, which is fair enough, I think. But uh, uh, yes, Robin Olsen in goal. Um, I feel for Olsen. He, you know, he's he's had a tough spell at Villa so far, I think, um, uh, particularly the Man United Carabao Cup game. Uh, so it, it's not massively reassuring. Um, but maybe, mm. but, you know, would Jed Steer start? Perhaps um, I wouldn't think so. Only based on our sort of friendlies, where Olsen seems to be kind of you know the he sort of nailed down that understudy spot, which is which is a bit surprising because you know obviously Steer did done so well for us in the championship and and um, he's only and ever done well, Steer. Really. He's he's only he's yeah. only ever done well, and obviously with Emery, you know Emery coming in, um, it's a clean slate for everybody. I thought maybe he might have a proper look at Steer and, and decide that perhaps he would be the more suitable backup, but it doesn't seem to be that way. Obviously, no. we have to wait until the twenty sixth to find out for sure. But I would I would be very surprised if it was Steer and Olsen in goal. Yes, uh, yeah. So the assumption would be Olsen, and it's um, you know it does make a difference. You know it it depends. You know look. If if he's not confident, and uh, I mean, look, Liverpool are smart enough to target him. I think they'll put him under pressure because we want to play it out from the back. And I think there's been a couple of occasions where we're going to keep playing it out from the back, and we have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, sometimes that's not going to work, and we're going to make mistakes. But we're only going to get better at it because this is the way Emery wants to play. It's the modern style of football. Um, but yes, I could imagine Liverpool as a high press, high intensity team might cause us a few problems when we try to do that uh, on Boxing Day. Um, but you know, uh, ultimately, um, I think we're not too badly with injuries. I know Jacob Ramsey wasn't of playing really in any of the friendlies of Villarreal, um, the uh, Chelsea game as well. I think he was away, so not sure exactly what the deal is there. Um, hopefully he's back. Um, but George, did you see the Villarreal game? I did. Yeah, I did see it. Um, you know, it, it it obviously had the vibe of a of a friendly. It wasn't. It wasn't. It, it's very easy to read into friendlies. We all do it. Um, and obviously, it wasn't the best result. Also, in absolutely freezing conditions by the looks of things. Insane. Yeah. Really um, yeah. Um, obviously, it finished one 0 to Villarreal, and it was really just down to a, a, a bad 
sort of defensive mix-up really between sort of Marshall, who was another keeper, obviously we haven't mentioned, who was given a chance in the second half. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. And um, and Chambers and then Donker got into a bit of a mess. Yes. Um, and and yeah, I mean, it was to be expected. It was, it was essentially a, a, a brand new team that was thrown in. And if you looked at it, um, Villa started the game with a strong squad and ended it with their sort of you know, second string, whereas yeah. Real, their replacements were actually stronger than the team that started. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's kind of how it how it was. But um, yeah, again, the, the only the only reason I look at it is to is to see who performed relatively well, and um, and obviously it's 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 all about fitness. That's all it is about. It's all it ever is about, really, when it comes to friendlies. So yeah, yeah, fine. And to be honest, you know, <laughs> we we did play pretty well. You know, we yeah. did the ball a lot. We had a lot of the possession. We did have chances, you know, Danny Ings in the second half probably should have scored. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we were by far the, the better team, I would say. And, and as I say, just for, just for a lapse in defensive concentration, Villarreal scored and that was the way it finished. I mean, that you know, they are yeah. a very, of the Emery's former team, they're a very rigid side, I think, you know, not the most, <laughs> not the most entertaining game to watch. And then I don't think they're the most entertaining team to watch, but they're <laughs> very, they're very secure at the back defensively strong so it was always difficult to break sort them down a classic um, in the league team they're very they're just a very good footballing side yeah 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 quite, absolutely good good on the ball and technical but uh but yeah i think i think largely villa were the better team and i thought the positives largely you know that kamara douglas louise partnership has something about it for sure mm-hmm. i think douglas louise i think i wouldn't be surprised if he starts getting back into brazil contention if he plays well uh continues to play well under Unai Emery. He started well under him. Um, he looks very comfortable next to Kamara, who is just a quality player, I think. And another player who I won't be surprised if he's in the French setup um, mm. more regularly soon. Buendia also had a few nice um, uh, sort of uh, moments of play between him and that central midfield pairing. Um, Buendia, uh, you know, um, just needs a few more games, I think, to get fully back at it. But you know, I, mean, I think it seems it seems to be it seems to be a striker that we're missing. I mean, you know, yes, we, we yes, completely. About that before, yes. weren't we? Um, you know, I, I think we probably need to strengthen in wide areas just to just to bulk up the the depth and obviously quality if we can. But um, but 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 yeah, I feel like looking at it now, a striker seems to be a priority. Yeah, I mean, completely. I mean, the two two observation other observations I made from it was that Leon Bailey I thought looked really sharp again. As he, you know, he's looked really sharp pretty much most of this season, particularly under Emery. Um, and uh, it looks like a player reborn, to be honest with you. Uh, so it was good to see that sharpness against Viral, and I'm hopeful that he might carry that into the Liverpool game. He might be mm. a pretty serious player for us in that game. Um, but uh, the other thing was, just as you said there, the striker situation. Um, I, I really like Watkins. I, really, I like Ings. Uh, Ings is a good goal scorer. Um, mobility is maybe not brilliant, um, whereas Watkins' mobility, you know, runs and runs and runs all day. But the thing is, uh, the hold at play up front sometimes just isn't quite there. Mm. And it kind of means that in that final third, sometimes we're just not able to finish off a move or the option of just whacking it into a striker's feet. You're not quite sure what you're going to get when you whack it into Watkins' feet. Mm. Whereas if you had a striker who was more consistent at holding it up, I think that could make a pretty bit of a difference, actually. Um, so that's certainly something that I think, as you, exactly as you said, George, like Emery might prioritise. Um, but yeah, I expect this against Liverpool to be high energy. 
Um, it's very difficult to predict how either Villa or Liverpool are going to be considering that we've both had quite a bit of time out. But you would think on Boxing Day, full house, big atmosphere, a good traditional day of football that mm-hmm. the players will be up for it. And um, I, I, it's very hard to predict this one, um, but I, I, I'm going to say 2-2. Two, two. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think I'm, not, I'm not convinced we're great in defence against Liverpool's high press in the next game with Robin Olsen in goal. Yeah. But uh, I do think we'll, um, you know, catch them cold as well. And the atmosphere should help us, I think. So, yeah, I'm going to predict to do. How about you? Uh, I'm a little bit more negative, unfortunately, Frankie. I, I do think the Olsen factor is just going to be a bit, it's a bit too much. You know, I've seen him a few times now in, in both um, competitive games and in the friendlies and just, you know, he's just not great with the ball at his feet. There are a few times I noticed Tyrone Mings just basically refused to pass the ball to him because he looked like anxious that, right, that yeah. you know, he was going to mess it up. Um, and I think, you know, that he's, 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 he's good at, you know, claiming the ball in the air. He's aerially he's quite strong. Um, I just think, you know, his distribution isn't ideal. And yeah, with, 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 and under the kind of the new regime, I don't think, I don't think he's sort of Emery's player at all. Um, so uh, yeah, unfortunately, I think it might be two nil to Liverpool. Oh, two um, nil! Oh, now we're scoring. We're scoring. No, I mean, I, I, I hope so. I really do hope so. But I just, yeah, I just don't. I just think, I just think it could could be fairly comfortable for Liverpool. And to be honest, they haven't. Um, uh, you know, they haven't had that many players at the World Cup, really. Which is surprising. yeah. I thought that. I was um, thinking about it. You know, Salah, Salah obviously wasn't there, and yeah. Salah, oh yeah, Salah's fresh, isn't he? So, I mean, Van Dijk, he so was there to the quarterfinals, but he's had a he's been back a while now. So, yeah, I can't think of too many Liverpool players, but um, yeah, uh, oh, I don't know. We we have to we always have to end it, don't we? In the most brummy way, it's like we've just World Cup winning go- goalkeeper, it's all good, <laughs> and then at the end, it's like, well, oh, don't know, we can't get our hopes up really. But no, I'm I'm daring. Daring to dream of a two to dream for a draw. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's part of the rich tapestry of being a Villa fan. You know, there are highs, there are lows, and everything in between. Um, so I think that's fairly fitting that we uh that we we, we wrap things up there. Um, but I you know what I would I would I, I you know, maybe maybe you're convincing me here, Frankie, that perhaps perhaps um we could get something out of the game. I just feel that it's Liverpool. It's a top six side. We always struggle against those. So we beat well. We beat Man United. We have beaten United. So we we beat Liverpool seven two. Don't forget. Maybe maybe won't let them forget it either. Maybe this team is changing under Emery. Do you remember that commentary when uh, when when England won that penalty shootout against Colombia? It was England are changing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this they- team as or Southgate's changing. This team's changing with him or something. This team's changing. They're gonna. I swear at the next World Cup they won't go out in the quarterfinals. I'll win it. And uh, <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Oh, very dear. unlucky. Very, very unlucky. Very unlucky. Anyway, thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host, George Linsky. So Frankie, I will catch you later and we'll try and review that Liverpool game. Obviously, it's over the Christmas period, so who knows where we'll both be. But um <laughs> we'll try and get that under our belts. So yeah, Frankie, I'll catch you later. Catch you a bit, George, up the villa. Up the villa, and it is goodbye for me too. We'll be back again to try and review that Liverpool match, as I say. But until then, come on, super Aston Villa.